Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Reeves, and my purpose is to help women grow their online businesses, influence, and income with ease. If you're ready to drop the excuses and start showing up as the boss you know you're meant to be, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hello, hello. I am sitting here in my closet, fresh from putting my son down, sitting with a very special guest who is in the podcast studio tonight. (laughs) He came all the way from the living room. (laughs) I love what you've done with it. Thank you. It's beautiful. It's very fancy. (laughs) My husband, Chris Reeves, is on the podcast tonight. Hi, honey. Hi, dear. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm really excited to have you on here. I truly, I'm not even kidding with you. I I really did not think you would ever agree to come on the podcast. Well, it was, you know, an opportunity for me to, I think, share my side of the story on some things. <laughs> your side, and, your story. And launch my platform in 2020. Right. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Oh, man. Yeah. So here's why I was so surprised that he wanted to do this. Well, that he was so open to it because when I try and get my lovely husband on my stories, you know, like any wife would, he's not really into it. He doesn't love it. It's not my thing. It's not his thing. So I've kind of given up, to be honest with you. And his, honey, people can pick that up. Um, His response to that is that if he shows up on my stories, where are my followers going to go? Yeah, they're going to follow me. They're going to follow him. I'm worried about that. I don't want to take away from what you've done. You're very selfless. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Anyway. I wanted to have you on here tonight because we have navigated something tricky. That's for sure. For sure. And I think that we've done a pretty decent job. Job's not over yet. We haven't, quote, made it by any stretch. Business is still growing. But we've gotten through what I call the awkward growth phase that I think everybody has to go through when starting a brand new business. Yeah, it's been a it's been a faster ride than I would have expected, but um also yeah, a lot of up and downs and mm-hmm. um it's been interesting. It's been super interesting. But yeah, we've kind of we had to get through it. It definitely lots of ups and downs like you said. Um Definitely a lot of uncomfortable moments. And I wanted to have you on here to share kind of your perspective because I know a lot of my girls, not only my clients, but um, women in my network, they are either currently doing this too and going through the awkward growth stage or they're about to or they aspire to, but their spouse or their significant other um doesn't really get it. They don't really understand it because they come from a different background. And, and I say this all the time. And I think that this is pretty obvious, like, unless you're doing this, it's not easy to understand how one makes money online. Yeah. You're spot on. It's definitely hard to figure out. I still don't understand what you do. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's true. He really doesn't. <laughs> but that's okay, because I don't really understand what he does either. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to get you on there because I on here because I think it would be a really fun conversation and just to get your side of the story because I want to give the listeners another perspective and also some takeaways. Cause like we've already said, we've been through this. We've kind of come out the other side of like the first phase of this. Totally. So I think we should just kind of share what we know. And we have a couple of takeaways that we want to share too. So are you ready? I'm ready. Bring let's, it. Let's do it. All right. So I guess we'll start with, you know, when Chris and I met and started dating and got serious he asked me to move in with him and I had to move cities. That's where the start, right? Yep. Started, right? Yep. Okay. So I moved from Knoxville to Mount Juliet, Tennessee, meaning that I was going to have to leave my job. And whenever I moved and we live right outside of Nashville, I had every, um, expectation. Like I just assumed I would get another job managing social media or doing some sort of social media type work for another business. And I filled out applications. I did the whole nine and didn't find a job. And you were the one who planted the seed. Do you remember that? I do. Yep. I felt like you had the potential to do this type of work on your own. It was a a need that a lot of businesses had and didn't know what to do. And I felt like you, you did know what to do. So it was an opportunity, but yeah, I I like to think I at least encourage you to start thinking along the lines of being your own business owner. You did. You definitely did. And I said that I was managing social media, right? I think a lot of people know that, but just in case people are new, I was managing social media for another business. So I thought I was going to do that. And Chris, he was like, why don't you just freelance your work and work for more than one business. And that sounded like so much work. It sounded scary. I had no idea where to start. And my first response was no, Yeah, that's not what I wanted to do. I did not, I would, I did not like go into this wanting to be an entrepreneur at all. And there was a lot that you, you and I both had no idea, uh, you know, the, the, the back end stuff that mm-hmm. you need to run a business, the even basic stuff like taxes and bookkeeping, we didn't know where to even start. No. And so it was truly new ground for, for both of us. And Googling everything. Yep. Everything. Anyway, I long story short, I said, okay, fine, I'll look into it. And with that business, we'll just kind of cut to the chase. It was a semi-quick, well, it was a quick success. I got a couple of good paying clients very, like within the first month. It was awesome. And in a very short amount of time, I was bringing home great income. And in that time, you know, in those first few months, I had figured out how to write a business proposal again, thanks to Chris, because he does these type of things and, you know, talking to other clients and kind of got my confidence up and it looked like it was a very, like there was definitely a need. We knew that. And it, it would have been a very easy path for a very successful business. Absolutely. 
but I hated it. <laughs> was it was it your passion? <laughs> it wasn't my passion. Which okay? wow was extremely frustrating for me at the time. Mm-hmm. And I know we'll get into this, but seeing what I thought to be a on paper a really good opportunity to find a niche with a healthcare provider that wanted to market their practice. It was a good opportunity. There was a need in the market and money coming in quickly, good money. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you're like, no, not for me. Yeah. And I, I didn't get it. No, he didn't get it. And I really didn't either. And, you know, and this was a year in the making, by the way. Actually, it was a year and a half in the making. Yeah. And what he's talking about with the niche is I had gotten in good with a doctor client, gotten a couple of other clients through him. So I kind of like nat- organically niched into the medical field. And it was great. I mean, the need was there. And I I say this all the time. Anybody listening who's looking to do this, looking for a niche, there you go. Because they need it so much and they have the money. But I, I was not happy. And that was really hard for both of us. One, because the money was coming in great. It was already a success. There was room to grow, and I was miserable. So Chris, he didn't get it, and I wanted to figure out something else. So I came to you, and I essentially told you, hey, there are a lot of women (laughs) who (laughs) – I remember this conversation. Yeah, I do too. We were in the kitchen, and I said, hey, there are a lot of women who – are trying to crack into the social media space and figure this out for their own, you know, their own businesses or direct sales or going the influencer route, the blogger route, but they have no earthly idea how to brand themselves and how to show out and show up and how to navigate this. And I said, but I do. So what if I just, I could teach them? And your response was, I don't even, it wasn't. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why? Yeah. I mean, that really was. Why are you leaving the money on the table? Yeah. And anyway, so that was like the first, the first uncomfortable conversation. And ultimately, as you guys know, clearly I, I had to go for it and we'll dive more into like how we navigate that and everything. And I said, you know, I ultimately decided I didn't want to manage social media anymore. I had already let go of my clients and dove completely into managing to mentoring. And I had, at this time, I had not launched a course yet. I did not have my mastermind. I barely had anybody that was listening to me. I truly was going off instinct. I truly was. I saw the need. It was just me putting in the time and effort. And I knew that that was what was needed to happen. And it wasn't going to happen overnight, but I knew I had this inkling that if I could just get through it, it was going to be a great thing. So begrudgingly, you were super supportive. And I mean, you really were. He was awesome. And then we got into the hard season, which was a little bit of a struggle. Yeah. I think for me, the harder harder part was getting over that initial 
shock that you weren't going to pursue the route that was bringing in consistent money and you were going to try something totally new that you didn't know was going to work. And for me, that was, you know, we had several conversations um, at, at that point that were tough. But once I got over that and you, it was clear that you were going in a different direction and you were passionate about it, then I, I, I got on board with you. And mm-hmm. I think the harder part was watching you push through when you weren't making money. Yet. Mm-hmm. It was hard. Yeah. It was hard y'all. Um, and I've shared this more so recently. I've been a lot more open about the money because lately the money has been great. I've kind of like gotten over the awkward growth stage and we've, you know, I've been bringing in consistent, really great income lately. And I've been sharing that but I've also been painting the picture a lot on social media, like what it looked like in the beginning, because that was the hard part. Like I, you have to go through that at some on some level, and we totally did. And it was real. Like Chris was awesome through it. He was really supportive, but it was really hard, more so on me because I wanted to bring in money. I wanted to provide and help and. What am I trying to say? Not provide, but wanted to contribute, contribute. I wanted to contribute and I wasn't able to. So I guess to paint the picture of what that looked like to give you guys my example. And by the way, this is going to be different for everybody and we're all in different businesses, but we're all similar in that we are growing businesses on social media. So this is applicable to everybody, but we'll look different. It took... I would say like the first course I ever launched, I feel like was the official beginning of me mentoring, even though prior to that, I had been doing work for free for about nine months. I was building my audience and my network and giving out free content as much as possible for about nine months. And then in September of 2018, I launched my first course. So that's when I say like, that's the official first start of this mentoring phase of my business. And it wasn't until August of 2019. Yeah. That we were wowed by what I was bringing in prior to that. It was a slow, I would say it was like a slow burn. It was like a little gradual. It kind of ebbed and flowed good months, not so good months, good months, not or decent months, not so good months, a little better, a little better. And then, whoa, August, 2019, I hit my biggest income goal, which was over 24 or $24,000, I think. And then since then it's even, it's gone up even more. So about a year and saying that it's like, oh my gosh, why would you not do that? You know, but going through it, it it felt like a lot longer. So I guess like what we want to share in this is how, again, how we navigated that and how, how we got through the hard part when I wasn't bringing in money. And how would you say, like, you go for it? What what do you think? How did we get through that? Yeah, I mean, I think when you made the decision that you wanted to change your business and start mentoring other women, I knew it was something, I could tell it was something you were passionate about. 
And I knew you were going to put the hustle in. I already knew that. And so for me, it felt like it was just a matter of time when you're combining the passion and the hustle that you have that I knew you had. It was just a matter of time before that started to materialize into into money. But neither one of us understood the expectation. So I didn't know how much money it was. I didn't know if it was, you know, 5,000 bucks a month. I would have been happy mm-hmm. with that. And 10,000 for me a month would have been um, uh, unbelievable, a great, great month. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you've done 5X that. And so it's, for me, that's that's the amazing part is really seeing all the hard work that you put in, your passion and the hustle paying off. And I don't think either either of us would have expected Mm-mm. how it's played out. But it's been awesome to watch. Well, I guess I think you hit on something important that we didn't know. There's no way to know when this is going to click into place. Yep. So what I want... I think, and we were kind of talking about this a little before this, just to kind of prep. We were talking about like, how did we, like during those months, because there were months where like, especially in the beginning, um, you know, whenever I first launched my first course, I made a little bit of money. And then there were a few months that I was negative. I was totally in the red. And, and I made a couple of decisions too that you weren't happy about. One being, so I launched this course in September. At the time, I was still, I was managing social media for my very last client, who happened to be my first client, my oldest client. And he was awesome and he was still giving me work. But I wanted to go all in on this business. And you asked me, you said, will you please not quit with him for a few more months? Let's get this off the ground. But at the time, this was all naptime hustle. All of this was built on naptime hustle. And every minute I needed to dedicate to my, or I felt like I needed to dedicate to my business, but there was, there were hours that I had to dedicate to this other client and it was killing me. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go all in. And I ended up quitting with this or not quitting, but you know, just stopped. I stopped working with this client of mine and thinking that that was going to be like the winning ticket. And it wasn't. And I actually, that's something that I want to say up front that I regret how soon I stopped working with him truly because it put so much pressure on me and my business. And if I had had that income that I could have relied on and kind of cushioned me and also like to put back into my business, it would have been so much easier. So I do, I think that's one of the first points I want to make is obviously how you navigate growing your own business and, you know, navigating this with your spouse or your partner, obviously this has to do with the money that you guys are bringing in and what you guys can do together as a household. Now, we would have been fine if I wasn't bringing in anything. It wouldn't, I mean, we wouldn't have loved it, but we would have made it. Some other people, they need that other source of income. So if you are in that boat, I highly recommend that you keep another source of income until 
it makes sense to go part-time or to quit altogether. And that sounds like such a no-brainer, but I know that there's a lot of people out there and a lot of really inspirational memes that will make you think that if you're going to be a success, you have to go all in. You have to jump the ship. And my um, advice to you, and this is based off like not only my own experience, but seeing my own clients as well, the ones that tend to grow the easiest and the fastest are the ones that aren't, that don't have the pressure on that side hustle. You know, they have another income to rely on. So there's not that pressure and they can kind of have a little bit more fun with it. And then surprise, surprise, it grows a little bit more organically on its own. So that's my first piece of advice. And I kind of, I kind of went rogue a little bit on that one. So I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, and that's the hard part is because I don't know, you know, you and I approach kind of financials and money with two totally different backgrounds and two mm-hmm. totally different approaches mm-hmm. to it. And so um, if we were going to look at when's the right time to make the jump, um, I don't know that either one of us would have had the right answer by ourselves because you feel like you jumped too soon. I would have you know, been probably too conservative and you'd still probably have that client. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so there's a balance and I don't know... You know, I, I don't know how you judge when that um, boat is close enough to the dock to make the leap. But, um, yeah, it's it's a conversation that you got to have with your spouse yeah. and talk through all of that. Definitely. So there, there's my first piece of advice for you, and I know that Chris agrees. Um, don't feel like you have to go totally all in. If you have another source of income, be thankful for that. And it's going to require you for a while to sacrifice your time because, you know, if, if you need to make money, obviously you have to put time in, in that area. So you're going to have to make up for it to grow this business if it's worth it to you. And that's just like anything. So there's that. And then the other piece of this too is just being in constant communication. And, you know, we already touched on like, I would say, you know, after Chris got over the initial shock of me doing this and I made that decision, he was super supportive and I'm so thankful for that. And he was the one for me who had to remind me that this was going to happen because I was really insecure about it and was really frustrated for a while when it wasn't happening fast enough. But like, I think the thing that got me through that was we had a lot of conversations, we did. a lot, yep. a lot of come to Jesus moments, a lot, a lot of money talks that were super uncomfortable. Not always pretty fights. Yep. Fights. That's absolutely. Um, I mean, I had to whoop his butt. No, No, um, but like really uncomfortable. I mean, definitely arguments around it because, you know, I was, I was still, you know, I was investing money into things that we didn't necessarily have and wanting to hire coaches and take it out of our savings. And you drew the line on that. And I really didn't understand, you know, it was just like really, really, but we always, obviously we had to work it out. 
and came to an agreement at the end of each of those conversations. But that was really helpful for, I think, both of us to sit down and say, okay, where are we at? And I really needed Chris to tell me, hey, I get it. I get what you're building and I support you. And me telling him, hey, this is what I see. This is what I'm doing right now. I have this many people that I'm talking to. I'm getting this kind of response. And letting him in on, you know, I didn't have financial wins yet, but other wins such as like engagement and conversations. And I was doing a lot of free trainings that were going well. And, and, and I'm probably all over the place, but I was putting in the work. You were. You're glossing over a lot of that. I mean, yeah. you, you've given a timeline, a high-level timeline, but what's not in that is you worked your ass off, and you still do. Um, and we're talking about odd hours, like you said, nap time hustle at night. Um, you know, there's a lot of that stuff that's not necessarily pretty mm-hmm. and easy, and it doesn't fit with a standard family schedule at all mm-hmm. and we've adjusted to that um and we that's just part of our life now but you're you've busted it yeah I think th- that's something else that I think everybody here needs to understand yeah I mean you're right like it's weird I've kind of gotten used to it and it's weird like me talking about it myself but it's true I mean I did for a while I was doing a lot of free trainings, like multiple free trainings. I've been working nights, multiple nights of a week. I've been working weekends since we've been married, since we've been married and, and we've gotten used to it. So it's funny. Like you mentioned that I'm like, Oh yeah, we should probably talk about that because I'm so used to it. So like y'all have to understand that. Yeah. Like I, you know, it's coming together now, but it was at a price and uh, you know, and I'm still working just as hard, just in another way. And we're able to invest in some more help now, which is incredible. And I'm so thankful, but that's another piece. Like if you want, you know, this is totally possible, but you have to be ready to, to obviously to work at odd hours and make it happen. Um, and your spouse obviously is going to have to be a big, huge, a huge supporter. And that's what Chris was for me. There have been many nights where he would come home straight from work and I would go right into the office and he would be the one putting down Cruz, which I mean, he's Cruz's dad. Like, of course he would, but also like, you know, on his own many nights and on weekends taking over completely when we could be spending time as a family. And, you know, so anyway, that's a big piece to it. Yeah. I mean, as far as, uh, you know, what we could do as a tip is uh, looking back, maybe have, we could have set a better framework for setting expectations and communication, but we didn't know what we didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so we've, we've always been able to communicate pretty well. It's not always necessarily pretty, <laughs> but um, we're, we're not holding back on, feelings and expectations. And so, um, that's been important because we've just both kind of learned what this life looks like. Um, but maybe if we could offer a suggestion, having done that from the very beginning would have been more helpful. Yeah. Just open, honest communication about what expectations we both have. Um, 
That would be my only suggestion. But it's hard to know what you don't know. It's hard to know what you don't know. That's for sure. And like I said, everybody's business is different. Yeah. And and we didn't know. I mean, like you said, we didn't know we what we didn't know. So a lot of these things we kind of just had to learn as we were going. So looking back, it was like, wow. You know, another thing, too, that I just thought of, getting, um, you know, coordinating each other's schedules. Oh, yeah. Huge. 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 Because, I mean, there were so many times that, like, you were going out of town a lot. Yeah. And we, ha- I mean, because my schedule had to totally work around yours, there were so many days that you came home early from work to support me. And this was before I was making money, y'all. And it felt a little silly. Mm-hmm. It really did me, re- you know, calling him and being like, hey, I need you home by six tonight because I have to do a free call. And you were so cool about it. And so, Thank you for so that. Cool. So cool. You are the <laughs> coolest. Wah, wah. Um, but anyway, okay, so there's that. And then one more thing I want to say, because you guys submitted some questions, and I want to get to those. That's how we'll finish. Sounds good. But one more thing I want to say, too, is although I had a feeling that this was possible. I knew this was possible. I mean, anything that you, I'm not going to say anything you put your mind to, but anything like this, if you put the time in and you sacrifice and you work hard, and if you have some sort of work ethic, you are eventually going to get to the point where you're making money. Yep. Right. I knew that was possible. And I knew, you know, I'd already built a business. I knew that I could do it again when I had no idea. And did I know that this particular niche that I wanted to go into was going to be the thing? No, but I had the feeling it was like the right, right choice at the time, at least. Chris was supportive, but he didn't have the faith like I did. And I think that that's really important to mention because I was the one who had to constantly remind myself why I was doing this. On the mornings when I was having to wake up and the nights when I was having, you know, early and the nights I had to, you know, go to bed late and the nap time hustle and the the grind and all of that, when it wasn't pretty and it was confusing and it wasn't working, I was the one who had to remind myself why I was doing this and had to kind of like put a pet back in my step. And Chris was super supportive. But if I was looking at him to, to put that faith in me and make me feel like I could do this before I knew I could, I don't think I would have done it. Is yeah. that fair? It is fair. I mean, I, I knew you had the hustle. I knew you had the passion. But I didn't have your vision. I didn't know what your vision was. And I still really, I mean, I, I get what you're doing now. Yeah. But it's, you're the only one that has that. Mm-hmm. And so to your point, you couldn't wait for me to, to lead the way for you and tell you that you were in the right place and doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. You did it on your own. Mm-hmm. I, I know that I didn't, I didn't know what you saw. I didn't know. I didn't have your vision. Mm-hmm. And so it was you, you paving your own way and me just trying to support you, even though I have no idea what direction you're going to go. Yeah. And I say that because I know a lot of you and I've had conversations with women who 
they talk about how their their spouse or their significant other doesn't really get it and they they kind of are like waiting for their permission. And while I think it's important to have the support and be on the same page and you know make sure that like you can do it financially and have some sort of plan into place is it okay for me to say like I don't I don't think you should wait for your spouse's permission? Yeah. Is that okay to say? I I think yeah, I mean, the way I would say it for the female audience, your spouse unless they are also a indirect sales or an influencer, let me just go ahead and tell you they don't get it. Mm-hmm. They don't understand what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. They don't have to get it. Um, you do have to communicate and you do have to be on the same page with money and finances and making ends meet and all that stuff and schedules and timing and all that timelines. But they're n- probably never going to fully get it. Yeah. So that's on you more than it is. And you, it's on you to make the decision that you're going to go for it. And get him on the same page and paint the picture and explain to him in the best possible way so that he understands at least what you're trying to do. Yep. Lots of communication. Lots. That's that's the headline. Lots and lots of communication. Okay. So let's get to these questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Okay. First question is, when I still hadn't gotten close to my financial goals, was it hard for you to remain optimistic? Um, I don't think optimistic. Like I said earlier, when you transitioned away from, you know, the, the model that was working with um, managing accounts for a healthcare provider and you left that market, that didn't make sense to me. It was leaving money on the table. And we talked about that mm-hmm. and I made that clear. I didn't get it. No, didn't know why you would do that. Um, but, um, I, I didn't, I, after you made the switch and you, I could tell you were all in with, um, the mentor coach role, mm-hmm. um, there was no part of me that was worried about when the finances were going to come. We were okay. Um, We made some adjustments and we dialed it back in some areas. Mm -hmm. Um, Stayed home a lot. Yeah. We stay home a lot anyway, but um, (laughs) no, I wasn't, I wasn't worried about that. Yeah. I don't think you never came across as worried. There were times I got a little frisky with the bank account. A little frisky. A little frisky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hashtag abundance mindset. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we won't talk about that right no, now. No, we'll not talk about that. <laughs> okay. How do you show support publicly, honey? Like, do you share about me on your Instagram? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I, I do share uh, in fact my last two post, years ago <laughs> my last instagram post from 2016 um is uh, about our first anniversary, anniversary. Yeah. so it is i do support you publicly on instagram <laughs> i just i'm not into instagram i would have deleted it by now if you would let me but you don't Mm-mm. and so i lurk and i 
like all of your posts and I watch all of your live videos, but I don't, I don't post on social media and I don't get on Facebook, but I do love to brag about you. So if you uh. ask, if you ask anybody in my circle at work or friends, um, they know all about you and your business. Um, cause it, it's just awesome to watch. It's awesome to be a part of from the sidelines a little bit. Oh, that's really sweet. Oh, I'm sweet. You are sweet. He is very sweet. Y'all. Um, yeah, he doesn't use Instagram anymore and he has tried to delete it. I don't let him delete Instagram because he has so many pictures of us. He has never even posted about crews on his social media yet. <laughs> um, True. but yeah, he does lurk, which is fine. Um, did you ever notice a change in me throughout the process from beginning to now? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, probably the two biggest changes is one when you, um, stopped managing directly for the company and you went on your own, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and launched your own business. That was a ton of unknowns. You were, I didn't notice a lot of confidence, you know, in what you were doing because you didn't know. Oh my gosh, no. Yeah, you were, you and I both didn't know, but that was a huge change. And then when you made the change to go into what you're doing now, um, that's been the most impressive thing to watch because <clears throat> obviously you, we talked about it enough, but you didn't know how or when that was going to come together, but you were passionate about it and you had the vision for it. And so I could tell. I could tell, you know, when I would listen to your calls while I was in the other room cooking dinner or something, I could hear you talking to your clients and the way that you talk to your clients, it's just obvious that you're, you're passionate about them. You're passionate about what you're teaching them. You believe in it and they believe in you. And I can hear that in the conversation. So I listen a lot to what you do and it's awesome. But, um, yeah big time changes and, and it's probably not the end of it. I mean, you're going to keep growing. Oh, so God willing. Um, well, thank you. And, and yeah, I mean, with anything, of course you're going to grow. And if you are missing that confidence right now, of course you are, you haven't done it long enough. Y'all, whenever I first got started, I Googled everything. I had no, I had never talked to anybody before in that manner, you know, and having to like pitch clients and then having to pitch myself to the internet before anybody was listening. And, you know, and I've shared before about how, you know, whenever I first launched my podcast, one person joined <laughs> and it was awful. It was me. It was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much. And, you know, and then another person a month later and it, yeah. And confidence just like, you don't wake up with confidence. Like it's just action breeds it. And after a year of doing this, I would hope that I've grown, you know, because I've always been passionate about it, but the more practice you have at doing something, the more you're going to figure it out. So that's what I hope everybody takes from this is that you will change, you will get more confident, you will be better, whether that be showing up for your audience, talking to prospects, um, you know, if you're wanting to build out a course, figuring that out, everything is figure outable. Like Marie Forleo says, you will change in a good way if you keep up with it. 
Okay, so somebody else asked, when did you really start to see, oh, hey, she does have this? Yeah, I guess, obviously, when the finances started changing, that was obvious. But I think more of it was just, like I said before, just listening to you do your thing. Um, Because it's just, it's evident in what you do, um, that you're good at it and passionate about it. And I think I can probably teach a lot of your courses because I've heard you, you so many times. Could. I really can. But give um, us, give us something. Give us something. I can't think of anything. <laughs> cool <laughs> story, Chris. <laughs> but I, I know this. I know this. Stuff. <laughs> um, but no, I think that's, that's the just, money piece for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously, for sure. This is, I'm not going to lie. This is weird, like, talking about myself like this. It feels very egotistical. It's your podcast. I'm kind of hot. I know. Um, okay. Oh, here's one about you. Oh, good. <laughs> what do you do? Are you an entrepreneur, too? Oh. Um, no, I'm not. And um, that's okay. That's okay. We're <laughs> making it. Everyone on this podcast is an entrepreneur except <laughs> myself. I'm not. I don't know that I'm cut out for it, but um, I've been in um, business development or sales um, my whole life. Mm-hmm. Started in medical devices, now I'm in contracting, blah, 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 corporate sales. But um, no, I'm not an entrepreneur, but I'm a Instagram husband as well. <laughs> and uh I live with an entrepreneur, so kind of one is enough. Yep. One is enough. We don't need another one. No, we don't. Um, okay. Here's another question, by the way. How did we navigate the sacrifice of money in the beginning? We kind of already touched on that, but Yeah, I think I mean we just the biggest thing for us was we're not big on budgeting. We should be. Mm. We know that we should be. So low vibe. We've talked about it (laughs) a couple of times and tried to do a budget, but we just, we're not very good at it. But going through those quote unquote boring low vibe budget talks, (laughs) at least helped us talk about, all right, well, who's paying this bill? (laughs) Like at the end of the day, the stuff that doesn't go away. Ask believers. Yeah. In spite of your, uh, Law of, Law of attraction stuff. Stuff. <laughs> Thank um, you. That was very nice. <laughs> yeah, they're bills that actually have to be paid, and so talking about budgets like that um, was helpful. Mm-hmm. And we did have to just we cut. cut back. We cut back. Yeah, we made some changes. Well, I think he's like we do not go out. Yeah, true. We really are such homebodies and that has played in our favor. Whenever I started this phase of my business, Cruz was just born. Um, and so like we weren't wanting to go out anyway. I don't understand why anybody would want to go out with a newborn. So that played in our favor because we laid low while I was building this business and we just, I mean, it, we didn't leave. It's true. We left once to go to a wedding. Yeah. And that's it. That's so it. you save money like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but, other than, you know, I mean, just don't get crazy. I don't know what else to say there. That's but, it. Yeah. Okay. Last one, I think. Yep. Yeah. Last question. 
I think what she, okay, when he see, so when you see me struggling, what do I say to you so that you believe that I'm on the right path? It was kind of worded. I think what she's asking is like during the hard phase, I think what she means is did I ever reassure you? Yeah. And I don't, you felt a need to like, you, you felt really burdened by the idea that you weren't contributing for a I period did. of time. I really did. It really bothered you way more than it did me. Because like I said, I was kind of over that initial shock of the transition. But you were bothered by it. I and, was. Um, and we just had lots of talks where you would come to me, I mean, a couple of times in tears mm-hmm. about the fact that you weren't contributing and you felt like you needed to. And I... I hated that because I didn't want you to feel like I, I was disappointed or like thought you weren't doing something that you should be. I didn't want you to feel that way, but you did. There was no changing your mind. Yeah. Um, but it was usually just you coming to me, telling me that, you know, you're, you see the future and it's going to, it's going to come together and mm-hmm. reassuring me that, that, but. I wish you didn't feel that way. I, yeah, I did. I did come to him and I needed to, and you know, I know I said earlier that like, I didn't need him to have the faith in me, but there were times in the times that it got hardest when I was working so hard and the money just wasn't there yet. And by the way, guys, this was two Three months before it finally clicked into gear. Wouldn't mm-hmm. you say? Yeah. Like, I think the last uncomfortable conversation that we had on the deck that night, that was two months out from my big month. So, like, maybe three. Um, Like, it just wasn't there the way that I had hoped yet. And I was so frustrated. And I needed him. That was, like, one of the few times that I really needed him to look at me and be like, I believe in you. We're going to be okay. Like, we're not not dying here. (laughs) Just keep going. Like, I needed that reassurance. And there there were, I think, three times that, that I had those moments where I was feeling very insecure because... I know it's like, you know, everybody has their own beliefs on husband and wife roles and providers and everything, but I just, I love to provide, I love to bring in money too. That's just how I'm wired. And I wasn't yet consistently and it was driving me mad and you were very sweet about it. So well, that was nice. There were some times I just felt like you needed to know that I, I did believe in you. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to get it. I believed in you. Yeah. You know, and you. Yeah. I wasn't looking for him to validate me that he understood completely in and out of what I was doing, but I did need a support system and just telling me, Hey, I believe in you. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And I have a, an update to one of my answers. So the, the question was, <laughs> when did I realize things were different with you? Mm-hmm. Probably the pinnacle of that was walking into a restaurant out of town and having someone stop me and say, hey, you're Allie Reeves' husband. <laughs> so now I'm not even my own. I'm not even Chris Reeves anymore. I'm you're Allie Mr. Reeves. Allison Reeves. <laughs> That's right. I'm, I'm your husband, everyone. 
And that's why I'm doing all of this, ladies and gentlemen. I have made it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Thanks for... <laughs> yeah, anyway, little things like that. They're funny. Um, but yeah, you are. You are an Instagram husband. And soon you will be retiring and taking my pictures full time. And then I'll take my Instagram down and live. We'll have a joint a Instagram account. Okay, good. I can't wait. Psych. All right, y'all. We hope this helped you guys. Um, I hope you I hope you enjoyed this and got something from this and enjoyed Chris's perspective. And thank you so much for hanging out with me, babe, in Absolutely. the closet. Any I mean my podcast studio. I'll be here, so let me know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. I will see you here next week. Bye. Say bye. Bye. <laughs> Hey friend, thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women as possible. And if this episode helped you in any way, you can directly impact my efforts by simply sharing a screenshot of this to your social media or team. Also, if you're looking for additional support, feel free to find me on Instagram at Allie I Reeves and or join the free Six Figure Influencer Facebook group.